This is a psalm of praise and celebration for God's great works, for who God is. And this is a great example for us to say, hey, what are some of the things that that God's done in my life? What are some of the things that God's done in your life? What are some of the things that you know about God to be true that you find in the Bible as you study and spend time with him that you can praise God for? Because there's so many things, even the song that we just sang, Oh, Praise the Name, that was a song about the gospel, about what Jesus, had, it, it was the story of the gospel. And it, it's a, pra- a song of praise for what Jesus did for us. So let's read it. Psalm 111 it says this, Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright and the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty, is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people his power, uh, the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have good understanding. His praise endures forever. Sorry, my mouth is so dry. All right. So let's, let's do this. Let's, let's break this psalm down. Let's look verse to verse. What, what is it saying and how can we apply it to our lives? It's kind of what I want to just simply accomplish tonight. So verse one starts out by saying, praise the Lord, which simply means hallelujah. So when we say hallelujah, we just mean praise the Lord. Okay. That's how this whole thing starts. Praise the Lord focused on God. Praise is an act of recognition and expressing admiration and approval of something, right? And there's a whole lot of things that we can praise in this world and in our lives. When we gather together, we come before God and we praise him. We express thankfulness and gratitude and admiration and honor to him because he's worthy of it. So that's, that's praise. And that's how this psalm starts. It's saying, just praise the Lord. And that comes out of a thankful heart. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Not part of it, not some of it, not when things are just good. Or when times are easy, but in all times, I will give praise to the Lord. And then it goes on in verse 2 to say, how great are his works. So what are, what are the works that, that we see God has done? And there's, there are two kind of things that I, as I read this, um, I, I came across. This is what the first one is. And that God is the creator of all things. That he worked the entire universe out with his hands from the biggest of galaxy to the smallest of atom cell or whatever is the smallest thing inside of us. And he's in control of it all. And he cares about us in, in, in the planets and the stars and the moon and the sun and the galaxies and everything is aligned perfectly in order. And God is in control of it all. And this is what it says. Psalm eight, three, When I look at the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you would care for him? 
pretty amazing. God is the creator of all things, the universe. And that in itself is more than enough reason to praise God because he's worthy of it. And he's the creator of all things who created us. He cares about each and every one of us. Also, one of God's mighty works is the redemption of all people, all things. God's about restoring all things. Ever since, ever since sin entered the world in Genesis 3 and things became broken, now God is, is restoring all things and one day it will all be restored. That's the hope that we have. And he's been faithful to his covenants and to his promises ever since. And he's still faithful today to remember that, to remember his promises. Psalm 105, 7 through 8 says, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever and the word that he commanded for a thousand generations. God's the same. He doesn't change. He's the creator of all things. He's our redeemer. He set us free. He gave us life when we were dead. He gave us hope when we were hopeless. When we were broken, he, f- he fixed us. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He paid it all. All for us through the blood of his son. And that's, that's a reason that he, he's worthy of worship. And then in verse three through nine, the psalmist goes on to describe these are these. This is uh, some characteristics and some traits of who God is, why why He's worthy of our praise. And I'm just going to read this as I read it. I just made a list, and this is what we see. There's so many things. He says that He is righteous. He's morally excellent. He's perfect, just. He's gracious and merciful. He provides sustenance and life for those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant forever. We should remember that too. He has revealed his power through his works. He was faithful to lead the nation of Israel into the promised land. He's faithful to lead us today. He doesn't make mistakes. He's faithful. His precepts, that's his commands and his decrees, his law. They're trustworthy. They're established forever. It doesn't The Bible and God's commands don't go out of date. They're still the same. They're always the same, even today. And finally, he redeemed his people through the covenant. And he's redeemed us through Christ. And all these things, all that God has done, all that who, who God is, I'm going to say that a lot tonight. I think that's a, a really simple and good definition of, of worship. And that's just our, our response to who God is, to what he's done. And all of these things that we see in this psalm of who God is and, and what God has done demands a response. And that's praise and thanksgiving and worship. And celebration. So whenever I pray, uh, I always like to start off by just praising God for, for who he is. By just praising him for the things that he's done. And sometimes, it, sometimes I have a lot more things to praise God for. And sometimes, sometimes I don't. And whenever you pray, you can ask, ask God to reveal the things in your life that he's done. The things that he's been faithful to keep. The promises that he's been faithful to keep. The, the provision that he's provided for your family. Maybe you've experienced a miracle or a healing of somebody and praise God for that. Or sometimes if, if you can't think of anything, just praise God because he's the creator of the universe. And, and we could go all day, never have enough words or breath or time to give God the praise that he's, de- he's deserving of for being the creator of just the whole universe. And so what are some things that we can do in our life to begin to, to think about these things, to uh, apply this to our life. And 
The first thing is be consistent in our praise of God. Be consistent. Some days are harder than other days. Some seasons of life are harder than other seasons. We saw that in some of the Psalms that we already read. We've all experienced that. We've been there. Some, some days I don't, some days on Sundays I don't feel like singing. Sometimes I'm not all like perfect in there. (sighs) But it's, it's real, man. Uh, and sometimes, all, all the time, our worship isn't based on what we feel um, in our emotion. It's based on simply that God is just worthy of it. And so we have to continually remind ourselves and command ourselves to praise God, to give him praise, whether we feel like it, whether we're in a season of hurting or pain or brokenness. So every time I get ready to sing or lead worship or whatever, I stop and I just I pray and I think and I remind myself of who God is. I remind myself of what he's done. And I, and I sing from a foundation of that, not from a foundation of my feelings or what I'm going through. Because sometimes that's, that's, that's broken and God's not worthy of that, of that praise. And we can a lot of times come in and, and be uh, fake, but... But I want, I want to be I want to be real, and so so that's how I, I prepare my heart. That's how I kind of prepare my my mind. And so know know that whenever you come in into this room or whenever you go to church on Sundays, you don't have to you don't have to be fully like perfect and like ready. If that makes sense, just come and have an open heart. Say God. And this weekend, be honest. That's what, we, that's what we saw in the Psalms. Be honest. God, man, this weekend has been really tough. But don't, don't leave it at that, right? That's what we saw in, this, in the Psalms that we've been studying the past few weeks. So don't, don't stay down in, in brokenness and anger and fear and hurt, but turn to, turn to God and he'll, he'll restore. He'll make, he'll make new. He'll heal. We command our hearts and our souls to worship and praise God because he's worthy of it. Some things in life we don't don't feel like doing, but there's a lot of things that we do just because because we do it, because we've committed to doing it, because we're called to do it. And you'll never regret praising God. Never regret it, you know? Not going to leave a really awesome worship experience or like camp or collide or on a Sunday or whatever and be like, man, I wish I wouldn't have experienced that worship. Oh, you're going to be so thankful. You're going to be so fired up because you experience the power and the presence of God, and it's real. It was a sacrifice. Worship is a sacrifice, too. Romans 12.1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes we might not feel like singing or clapping our hands. Raising our hands. But we worship God and we praise Him. We celebrate what He's done and who He is because He's worthy of it, because of all the things that He's done, because of all the things that He is. Praise God in the little things. As you go throughout your day, sometimes if we just lift our heads up and we look around and we see 
Um, there are so many things as you're driving down the road or um, whatever. Praise God for the sunset. Praise God for the grass or the water. Um, praise God just for the fact that our hearts are beating and we continue to breathe. Ever think about that? Sometimes that, sometimes I rem- I'm reminded of that and I'm like, what a miracle. <laughs> I'm not thinking about breathing or beating my heart, but God's keeping it all going. And when you wake up in the morning, he's done that even as you were sleeping. So in the little things, he's, 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 he's there and he's in the big things. He's in the miracles. He's in the big, high, awesome camp moments and everywhere in between. And we praise God uh, together. One of, the, one of the ways that we do that is through, through songs, through singing. That's what, and it's, we're commanded to do that in scripture. All throughout the Psalms, there's expressions of worship and praise, singing and shouting. You don't have to be a good singer. You don't have to be outgoing. There's not any qualifications that you have to accomplish to worship, to worship God or to praise him. Just do it because we're children of God. We're followers of Jesus. And we get to come together every week to worship the creator of all things, the redeemer of all things. And I just felt led to kind of talk a little bit about this tonight. Uh, All throughout the Psalms, we see various expressions of worship. Sometimes these physical expressions and representations of what's inside our hearts Help us align our hearts with God and worship him and express that. And and these are some of the things that we see all throughout the Psalms and scriptures is speaking and shouting and singing and bowing and kneeling and being still, standing, dancing, playing instruments, clapping, lifting and raising our hands, praying, giving thanks. And the list goes on and on and on. So many ways and ways to express worship of God. But I want to talk about just a few things things that that we do and maybe maybe clear some things up and help us to just understand why we why we do some of the things that we do in worship one of these things is clapping of hands and it's just a simple action everybody knows how to clap but when we clap we show recognition and adoration for something or someone right and when we do that during worship time, we're not saying, oh, great job, band. That was an awesome song or good job, speaker. No, we, we, we praise God through clapping. He's given us an instrument to clap. And we clap during songs to like keep beats, things like that. Uh, and we do it for the praise and the honor and the recognition of God. And this is, these are some verses. Psalm 47.1 says, clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. Psalm 98, 5 through 8 says, Sing praise to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sounds of sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of a horn. Make a joyful noise before the king. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and all those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap. Let the hills sing for joy together. Let the rivers clap. So there's, there's pictures even all through the Psalms of creation, worshiping God. And we get to join in with all creation, with all the universe to worship God. Everything 
is doing what it was created to do. Trees move in the wind. The planets circle around the sun exactly the way that they were created and put in place to do perfectly and never stopped. We get to join in on that. Like everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Another thing, we clap for the praise of God. We lift and we raise our hands sometimes in worship for the praise of, for the praise of God. It's just a physical representation of surrender, of physically putting our attention and our affection towards God, right? In Psalm 63, three and four, it says, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Psalm 134, two, lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. Just an act of surrender, lifting up our hands to God. Lamentations 3.41 says, lift, let us lift up our heart and our hands to God in heaven. The more that I know about, the more that I know God and the closer that I get to him, the more I follow him and the more that I, the more I understand what wor- what worship is and what it looks like, the more I understand these expressions of worship that God has given us to physically express as a representation of what's on our hearts as an overflow into the world. So um, this is just something that I've really in the past few years uh, began to do do a lot, really. Um, Not, you know, not to be showy or not to like, not for cool pictures and stuff, but as a physical representation of my surrender to God, to who he is. Um, so that's, that's another thing. Clapping, lifting our hands, bowing before God is another one. Bowing before someone is the most humble act of surrender to them. I don't do this enough. We don't bow before God enough. But I feel challenged and I feel convicted as I was studying and reading to get on my knees more. To get on my knees before God more, bow before him, kneel, get on my face before him and pray and worship him. We see a picture in in Revelation 4 of the four living creatures falling on their faces before God in worship because he was so, so powerful and so worthy. And we get to join in on that. Psalm 138, too, says, I will bow toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. You see, all throughout scripture, people in scenarios where they experienced the presence of God and they fell on their faces before him in worship. They couldn't help, couldn't stand physically, could, couldn't, and they fell before God and worshiped. Are we so overwhelmed by God when we come into his presence, we can't help but fall on our faces before him? Sometimes physically, sometimes spiritually, when we get ready to worship, we don't have to like fall down on our faces and worship. But if you feel led to do that, do that. It's an expression of worship. 
And there's freedom in that. These aren't, these aren't things that you have to do, or these aren't things, this isn't a checklist of, of what good worship looks like. It's about the heart. Cool. So what's on your heart? Don't hesitate and don't, don't feel the freedom to express that how you feel led. And if you don't, that's awesome. There's a book that I read recently called Face Down Worship. And this is, a, this is a quote from it. It says, all worship is a response to a revelation. It's only as we breathe in more of the wonders of God that we can breathe out a fuller response to him. It's only as we get to know God more and see the wonder and the mystery of who he is, we'll never fully understand everything about God, that we can study his word, we can pray, we can worship. And the more that we grow nearer to God, the more that we draw near to him, draws near to us. And, and praise and worship means more and more and more every day. And when it's tough to praise God, when life is hard and when things don't, uh, don't seem to be going your way or it's a struggle, two things. Remember Remember what God has done. Remember what God has done in scripture, all throughout the Bible. Remember what God's done in your life. And that propels our faith and our confidence and who he is. And our, our, our praise is so much, so much greater. Psalm 77, 11 through 12 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder on all your work and I will meditate on your mighty deeds. It's good to continually remind ourselves of who God is, of what he's done, and make it personal. What has he done in your life? What is your story? How has God redeemed you? How has he set you free? What are the ways that you find hope in him? What are the promises that he's uh, made to you that he's been faithful to keep? How has he provided for you? What are the prayers that he's answered? Praise him for that. It's good to remember the works of God. It leads to a thankful heart, and that leads to praise, leads to worship. Also, the last verse of this, this passage says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. His praise endures forever. When it's tough, when we feel like we don't see, uh, don't uh, have clear direction, when we feel hopeless or broken, frustrated, in moments where we might not feel like singing or might, might not feel like praising, turn to God, fear Him, have a, a healthy fear of God, understand who He is, what He's done, submit to Him, have a reverence for Him, and be overwhelmed at what He's done. Be overwhelmed. Be blown away. When was the last time you were just so blown away by God? Uh, one time I was at the Grand Canyon and we went out and we, we sat on the edge and we watched the sunset <laughs> and it was the most incredible thing. One of the most incredible things I've ever seen. And 
you have experiences like that in your life that you can remember and recall. You have pictures that you can go back and look at and say, hey, I went on, I went on this trip or I went to this camp or I did this thing. And remember what God did there? Go back to those times of when you were so overwhelmed by God. Have a healthy fear of God. Surrender to him. And ultimately, his praise endures forever. Never, never grows old. We can never get tired of, of praising God. So I want to wrap up tonight by reading a psalm. Um, the band's going to come back up. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> I'm going to read Psalm 150. And then we're going to sing, we're going to respond with a song of praise, saying, great are you, Lord. There's no one like you. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, great are you, Lord.